Hey guys, Justin here. Thanks for tuning into the Brews Room, a beer and culture show hosted by myself, brewery owner Jeff, bar owner Kyle, and beer enthusiast Mark. Collectively, we have over 174 years combined experience in bad puns and drinking beer. You can find us anytime at facebook.com slash the Brews Room, or watch the live stream every Monday at 10.30 p.m. at twitch.tv slash thebearded. If you'd like to support the show financially, check out patreon.com slash the Brews Room for information on our second supporter-only show we like to call After Dark. It's just a little more of everything that the Brews Room is, just with less filters. All right, cool. No filters, to be exact. All right, I would start it over. Enough about us. Grab your seat at the bar. The Bruce Room starts <laughs> now. We start every week like that. I don't know if I love it or not. I know. I think that's what I love. Anyway, I want to start off with something that's happening on Friday um, between the group of us here. December 14th. Yes. Um... Lulu's Barn Grill here in St. Peter's, Cottleville, technically, I guess. On Mid-Rivers. On Mid-Rivers. We're going to be celebrity bartending there. And we use the word celebrity, obviously, loosely and incorrectly. Mm -hmm. uh, But that's what we're calling it. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be Jeff and I versus Kyle and his... uh, Who's your partner going to be? Player to be named. (laughs) Player to be named? Yeah, I, I... I'll tell you very quickly the story that uh, the guy that I bartended with first that taught me how to bartend um, at the catering uh, place that I worked at. And then he gave me the reference to uh, go work at Dave & Buster's where I got my bartending career started. So uh, he was supposed to be my partner, but the change of dates kind of fucked that up. So uh, Ben Morgan, who owns the Angry Beaver downtown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right next to Broadway Oyster Bar. So um, I have a feeling it'll be someone from the Shamrocks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it should be. It'd be yeah. Exit 6 versus Shamrocks. We have an hour and a half. Um, you come in. Whatever sales we ring uh, during that hour and a half, uh, we're uh, having toys brought in. It, uh, the charity is going, uh, everything's going to uh, Children's Hospital downtown. Uh, it's a big toy drive, so uh, you can bring in toys. Any of the money, uh, f- whatever the value of the toy is, goes towards the ring our hour and a half ring that we have and uh, we're just going to have a little competition to see who can um, raise the most money and toys for yeah. children's hospital downtown. yeah so for our hundred dollar toy would be equal to a hundred dollars worth of drinks hundred dollar toy i mean i'm mean, just saying like that's you're buying them like the e- world's e- largest lego it's set an easy example of i don't know what do a toys cost i mean <laughs> how many kids do you have it's going to go from what eight to nine thirty will be kyle and his partner and it'll nine be to seven seven to eight thirty and nine to ten thirty, and then uh, there's a reset time. Get all everything counted down, and then nine to ten thirty. We don't know. What, we we have to decide the time. I think we have to do the later one. I was just talking if, a, yeah. because if uh, Lynn and I still have to work that night, um, we got to kind of let the dinner rush show up. Yeah, and, and go. Yeah, that's right with me. I, like I said, I, I'm open to either one. All right, so exit six at. We'll be there at uh, nine, nine o'clock. o'clock. Nine to ten thirty. Uh, there'll be a fifty-fifty drawing after the end of each session. Uh, with those proceeds going towards our sales as well, um, and bring toys. Yeah, and bring toys. Bring toys. Uh, don't all goes bring for plush a good toys. Thing. Apparently, that was something we found out tonight. Oh, yeah. Apparently, uh, plush toys are bad at hospitals because they carry germs. Infected. Yeah. yeah so, uh, if you want to bring a toy, come on up. Uh, everything's staying local, uh, like the uh, E6 thing we did here, and then um, Stephanie and a couple of the other girls from. Lulu's are going to be taking all the toys down uh, in the next week or so uh, awesome. to give to the hospital. So it's 
It's going to be for a good cause. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, We're going to get real drunk, probably. Everybody's going to be drunk. That's the plan. The, the drunker you are, the more money we've raised. So yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. And we'll allow you to buy us shots. Yes. Yes, we will. I like that idea a lot. <laughs> you can buy us buckets, and uh, we'll ha- hang on to them until we're done, and then we'll, we'll have something to drink. We'll have a nice uh, spread at the end. Of the end. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be like a uh, buffet of booze. Yeah. It's like going to Old Corral but not getting sick. Can you imagine, like, Golden Corral? Not Golden Corral. Corral. Golden, Golden Corral. Corral without old the country diarrhea. Buffet. Old Country Buffet, yeah. There we go. It makes it two together. What if you could go to a buffet of booze? Hear me out on this, and it's just a long table, but there's like pre-made shots set up, and then like beer set out. If they had a fountain, would you drink out of it? You know, like the cheese fountain, yeah, but it's like chocolate? a whiskey fountain. Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> I don't know that I would. It kills its own germs. Everybody's yeah. fingers are going to be in that. It's self, uh, self cleaning. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I would definitely drink out of the whiskey fountain. What, what if it was uh, rum chata? Well, then that's even better because you can dip like. Marshmallows and <laughs> yeah, but what if people are just taking shot glasses and filling it up? And that rum chata is f- pouring over their fingers. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be rum chata. Anything less than forty percent alcohol. Bailey's. Bailey's. <laughs> sure. Probably. I mean, by the I point. Know, man. Uh, by the time. Hold on. Think. Hear this out. Because the fountain, the dessert fountain, as we're going right. to call it here, yeah, yeah, is yeah. always at the end of the buffet, right? So tell me, you're not just getting your plate and walking down and putting drinks on it and not doing shots the whole time you're working your way down the buffet. You're going to have five or six shots in you by the time you even make so it. So you're to saying the, by the time I get to the end of the buffet, I'm already half crocked. Yeah, so I'll you're going to be filling drink up it anyways. I'll stick pint my glasses mouth underneath and, it. You could drink a half a Guinness on the way there and do almost a car bomb. Yeah, then you car bomb it at the end. We'll keg stand that uh, rum chata. Uh, you guys have good ideas. <laughs> we just this would be the worst business idea ever. Because you would only get, you get one ticket to go through the buffet for twenty five dollars, and you own, that's as much booze as you can handle for their whole entire night. Twenty five dollars? I don't know. That's I mean I could drink twenty five dollars in five minutes. <laughs> okay. I'm saying if twenty five dollars seems cheap now. If we're doing this, it's like a hundred bucks. All you can drink. No, but Kyle said you go through the line once and you're done. Oh, I see. But what you're gonna saying. be fucked up either way. I mean. There's just like a bucket set out all over the place for right now. All I want to do is go by one of those chocolate fountains and fill it with Jameson. Someone asked me to do that for their wedding. With Jameson? Yeah, really. And I, I was like, I'm not gonna go buy a whole entire like huge fountain. I couldn't find a like a smaller one. Like they wanted to like the huge like nacho fountain, nacho cheese, Gouda. You know what would have been cool? Have you seen those? Uh, they were popular ten years ago or so. Uh, they were like little bowls, and you put the, a disc inside of them, and th- it makes steam. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know, like <laughs> yeah. like the bowl was smoking kind of a thing. Yeah, for like Halloween parties and shit. Yeah, but this wasn't like they would they would change colors with lights and yeah. purple and pink lights. And what stuff. did you put in the bowl? Just water. And then you put this disc in there, and yeah. the disc had lights on it, and the disc did something. I don't know what, but it made. It did science, steam. and then it made steam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it heated. It, it was like a humidifier, probably. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Like a really thick humidifier. Gotcha. All right, could you imagine that with whiskey? And then you just take a straw and inhale. Yeah. I mean, you're just breathing it in at that point. The breathing whiskey fumes sounds like awesome. Have you ever done? Nah. Uh, what's the? <laughs> there's there's a shot. I can't remember what it's called. So you do um, sambuca and grandma in the same uh, glass. Okay. Gross. And then you light. Oh, you light it, it and then turn, turn the glass over it. Yeah, you stick your hand to it as it it suctions, and then you 
suck up all the yeah you're all the booze, suck all but the then you huff the fumes. Yeah, nah, I'm not doing that shit. It's I forgot what it's called. Yeah, I, I've seen it done before. Stupid. And the guy, the guy got like lightheaded. Yeah, very very dumb. That's extremely dangerous. Yeah. Like the the amount of drinking we do already is extremely dangerous. Like what's not huff fumes on top of yeah. <laughs> Ethanol, just <laughs> my body already hates the way that I abuse it <laughs> with, right. with liquid alcohol. I don't, I don't need alcohol in other forms. I'm not sticking a tampon up my ass with vodka on it. <laughs> <laughs> not again. <laughs> it was a one-time thing. It, it really burned <laughs> that open sore back there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever butt chugged? Like even no. when you were in high school or anything? That's not even a real when thing. I was in high school. Like that was something that was popular back then. Not when I was in high school. Nobody we were, in high we were school too fucking smart for it. But no, butt chugging is a legit thing. It was a thing with kids like five years ago. I think nobody. <laughs> ah, I was older than that. No, Steve-O did it on Jackass. That's the only time I ever. Yeah, heard see, it. that's older than that. No, we just fucking drink our booze like normal kids. Yeah, no, us too. <laughs> the only other but, thing that I've heard of is uh, colon rolling, where you put <laughs> ecstasy in your ass. <laughs> that can't be a real thing. That's colon rolling. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> That's absolutely a thing. <laughs> Didn't Lip Biscuit have a song called that? <laughs> colon rolling, rolling, rolling. They did the uh, Urban Assault remix too. God, That's... Golden Cobras. <laughs> I went and saw a cover band this weekend, and they played a Lip Biscuit song, and I said, my "Was it Chocolate Starfish?" That's so my favorite album name ever is chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water yeah. and i actually enjoyed the limp biscuit song he put they played uh uh counterfeit eh. like the uh, first yeah, one off yeah, three dollar yeah. bill it was yeah. really good three dollar bill y'all yeah. was a good album i wouldn't call it good it, it was, was for its time it was different <laughs> you know the, the the rap rock thing hadn't really started yet they were Kind of, I mean, aside from like you had Run DMC and Aerosmith. What about Rage? Um, I mean, I think you're they were wrong on a there. different level, though. Uh, it was, yeah, it was the way Limp Bizkit style. Like, if you didn't have them, you didn't have Lincoln Park and stuff like that. I think they were on. A, they just went down a different avenue and did uh, did something kind of unique. Um, I mean, Fred Durst is a fucking douchebag meme of himself, you know, but. Uh, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed some of this. Song I was stuff. a Limp Bizkit fan. I'm gonna be, I'll, I'll be the first to admit. And together now, he did a song with Method Man, which and it was, was good. fucking awesome. I did like their Who cover, uh, Behind, Behind Blue, Blue Eyes. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that song to begin with. I like that song. I like their cover as well. Uh, the the one thing I imagined when I first found out about Limp Bizkit is because uh, they found out they found Aaron Lewis right from Stained, and he does the. Uh, I didn't know he was missing. Well, he helped get stained to the forefront of whoever yeah uh so they did like a tide pen like an M- mtv <laughs> fucking shit uh that mtv like where they're outside and fucking singing that song it was on family values too yeah i was never a big limp biscuit fan i always thought they were kind of a joke but in their defense I, they do have some songs that i like i did like that who cover I think counterfeits all right, and I really like the Faith cover as well. Me Faith too. is so, fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but you notice that two out of the three of the songs I said I like were covers. Yeah. Either way, uh, I just realized we didn't bring glasses to the table. It's gonna be real I, hard I to drink all this beer. I'm gonna be right uh, back. Uh, oh, you gonna get them? Oh, we got a dude from Ireland on the show watching us right now. Because we're awesome. Hello, Ireland. He wants to know if anybody comes in here and fucks with us at the bar. 
Not no. really. <laughs> we are closed right now. Oh, you meant like while we were doing the show. Oh, no, not at all. Doors are locked. Well, one half of them are. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to get through, so I'm going to crack something early here. We've got uh, Rheingeist Hue. It's their Hefeweizen. It was in our box of random beer back there. Rheingeist has a really good reputation. Um, I've had stuff from them before. Yeah. I don't know about this Hefe. We'll see. Um, we do have something to talk about locally uh, real quick. So we brought it up a few weeks ago. The Brew IQ in the Lou mysterious flyer that went out to random bar beer bars downtown St. Louis had a couple of cheap shots at uh, Forehands Brewery. Yeah, I, I have it quickly. Do you want me to read the the big Forehands part? Yeah, go ahead and read the paragraph off real quick. Well, Kyle's pulling that up just to make it a little more clear. If, if you guys don't remember, it was just a random flyer it came anonymously to a bunch of beer bars throughout the city. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, well, very obviously done by somebody that knew what they were talking about. There was a lot of inside baseball. Yeah. You know, they were talking about uh, going on with the St. Louis Brewers Guild and and some of the local breweries and stuff like that. It was very obviously it was done by somebody in the know, but it came out anonymously, and they started ripping on one of the other local breweries forehands. So th- this also came out right after St. Louis, or uh, wh- well, Four Hands was obviously starting to take over as the number one brewery in St. Louis, and that still surprises me. We we knew as not in a bad way. I really really yeah, like Four Hands, but I I'm surprised that it's not Urban Chestnut. To be honest with really? you, they're so big. Yeah, and people in St. Louis love German beer. Yeah, um, I, I'm really surprised that Urban Chestnut's not bigger than Four Hands. So that we, that we had known, uh, because so James Pendergraph, who was the CEO, that was we'll get to that kind of, but he was not a beer guy. He was a numbers business guy, and he was brought in to be the CEO. And he's only been there four or five years. Well, he's been in the beer industry, but not a beer person. He came from AB. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he helped the buyout take place. So he's got beer industry experience, but he's not a beer guy. And, and he's brought in to Sh- uh, Schlafly to run the show. Once Dan Kotman moved on, yes. was his involvement with uh, Pyramid and Magic Hat post um, Anheuser? Oh, I didn't know he did. Uh, no, that was before. I believe that was pre Anheuser. Okay. I believe that they saw what he did to them, which was basically dismantle the breweries, turn them into garbage, and make a lot of money. Yeah, and they said, "Hey, you're just the kind of guy <laughs> we need." <laughs> so then he came on to uh, facilitate, help facilitate the AB buyout turn that company into shit and make a lot of money. And Schlafly said, hey, you're just the kind of guy we need. Yeah. So we, we have some friends that work for Schlafly. We knew the troubles behind the brewery. We knew that they weren't playing very nice with the other breweries. Uh, and then this thing comes out, and obviously the, the one part about it is, uh, that they talk about is the English-style pale ale and how great that style is, and which led to think, Oh, you know, maybe something, somebody or, or Schlafly's involved in it. Yeah. So the very end of this, um, I, our Brew IQ in the Lou, is, it says hashtag me too. Uh, the buzz around a certain larger brewery's dilemma of how to reposition itself continues to grow. Name your brewery after a sex act provided at a massage parlor no longer feels as good. Naming a beer after the lube needed for such service feels even worse. Leave glamorizing a pimp's wad of dollars to the deuce. 
maybe it was all in the, maybe it was all that gin. So they just started producing gin. Um, the ladies are becoming woke and are starting to ask questions. We'd like to give them a hand, but they but think the four are pr- proving to be too many. So he throws a lot of hints there. The hashtag Me Too thing, like. I don't care what. I think that's what really set a lot of people off. I think off. so too. He was trivializing the hashtag Me Too. Yes. Nobody asked for James Pendergraft to uh, be their uh, moral compass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, plus, none of what he said was true. So to relate a bunch of bullshit to the Me Too movement, it, it trivializes sure. it. It, 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 it downplays what could be a pretty serious, or what should be a pretty serious topic in the, in the Me Too movement. Yeah. And four hands obviously got pissed off. I mean, the four hands stand for um, the owner Kevin Limp's uh, family, his wife and his two kids. Their hands together. Uh, so when you see their label, it's it looks like a hot pa- plant that grows its four hands. Still the coolest label in the world. Agreed. Logo, logo for the coolest brewery logo in the world. Yeah. So, anyways, that uh, that was sent out anonymously, and the St. Louis beer scene went nuts. You know, fuck this guy. Whoever sent this out, this is bullshit. Well, they found out who did it, and it was James Pendergraft, CEO of Schlafly Beer. Uh, So two weeks ago, he quote-unquote went on vacation. He just happened to clear out his desk before he left. And on Friday, Schlafly announced that he had, again, quote-unquote, resigned. Uh, Never to be heard from again. In the beer world, we knew his his desk was clear before that. Right. Uh, the same day that that happened, Schlafly issued a formal apology to Forehands. But on top of that, a new issue of Brew IQ and the Lou came out. Um, also was sent out to every beer bar in the city, only this time it went to more. I did not get the first one because I'm a brewery. Pendergraft didn't send it to any other breweries. Um, but this time we got it. We got the, the second one. And it was almost the exact same thing, word for word except they included a couple of things, including J, uh, the Schlafly logo and James Pendergraft's home address. His, I did not get the, I got the first one. I didn't get the second one. His legit <clears throat> home address was yeah. on there. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. The guy's got kids. Uh, yeah. Who said I don't know it? how old they are. I no idea. Know you know? No, I don't know. I'd like to know. Oh, I would love to know. Uh, you, you put out some very, very strong things. Because of your jealousy and insecurities, I say fuck yourself. Yeah, I would agree. If they put his personal phone number on there, I'm not I'd saying, be put right it, I'm not it, saying putting anybody in danger. I'm not saying that. And I don't think that they did that. I really don't. I hope not. There's I'd a like lot of nut jobs out there. Though. There are. You're right. But I like to think they're not in this industry. I'd like to go have a 12-pack of Incarnation and throw all the beer cans in his fucking yard. <laughs> snake oil. So yeah, snake yeah. oil. Let's do Make it the lube beer. <laughs> Let's keep it on topic, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm fine with ousting him as the perpetrator. I'm not cool with putting his home address on there for everybody. I, I'm with you on that. I don't think you should done, have done that either. Um, I will say though, when after this happened, if I was James, I would just keep running with this and keep posting like a monthly thing and just air out all of the. Brewers Guild drama. I, I really wish he would. You I know, think it would be awesome as long a, as he doesn't do this bullshit Me Too stuff. Sure. like that, That's the wrong way to go about it. But there's definitely things, and I think this is in any industry, but especially in brewing where everything's so, everybody's so tight and kind of knows everybody's business. Like, you know, there's stuff that I'm sure people 
on the outside looking in wouldn't wouldn't understand or know. And um, fuck, if I was him, I'd just keep posting shit. Just once a month, send out a new article about something. Um, I think at this point he has to worry about uh, libel lawsuits, defamation of character. Uh, I mean, four hands yeah. could absolutely go after him for this because no none of what he said was true. None of it. There's been there's been rumblings of it. So. You can you can you can look the the beer names up that he was talking about, and they do mean those things. And that the brewery name. Four hands was definitely a thing. We looked it up and found plenty of uh, sure, but that's that's him applying those those names or those no, terms. I found it, we, we found it on Urban Dictionary. Yes, everything's so. on Urban Dictionary. Sure, but uh, I don't think it's slanderous if there is like if you could Google four hands and find these things, you know these definitions right, yeah, right. or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't know. I, clearly, Schlafly was in is in. A bad spot right now. I Disarray. think, um, and with our friends that have have worked worked there and have worked there recently, they knew they they saw the writing on the wall. I think with a lot of stuff going on there, they're just not. You know, we talked about New Schlafly a lot, and New Schlafly has kind of gone away. New Schlafly went away a year ago. Yeah, and I they're they've got to be losing market share at a tremendous pace compared it's, to forehands and it's pretty well known too throughout the industry that that new Schlafly is gone they're they've got two top notch world class brewers over there uh and they're not allowing them to make beer anymore they let them make beer but not their beer yeah uh Jared and uh oh my god I'm drawing a blank on her name I cannot remember her name now Damn it. Either way, those two people are amazing brewers. They were the ones responsible for all the Ibex beers. Um, they're not letting them make beer anymore. They're, they're, they're going the route of O'Fallon and doing it for the masses now. They're bringing Variant back out, which is awesome. They just had the release of it this weekend. Right? Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah, it's already out. I don't, I don't know that it's been available to go to the bars. But, but it's I, uh, just yeah. the same beer. They're not you're, They're not doing new products Um you know they're back to their core stuff. They want to sell white lager, hefeweizen, um, TIPA, and shit like that. Uh, I don't know. They're just when you look at a brewery like Forehands, especially you know, how many beers they put out a year. You know they have their core products still, but um, I think they did. I, I had them in for beer school. I think Anthony said forty-eight uh, different forty-eight yeah. different beers this year. That's a lot. I, yeah, I mean, especially when, when you got to get them past. It gets people excited. Yeah, when you get them past, you know. All the licensing and all that bullshit, um, and the label approval—that's that's a lot of lot of. I mean, you're, you're con- someone's constantly doing that. To, I was to try just to get reading an article about how uh, actually uh, Yepa from Evil Twin had a big, uh, like three or four paragraph thing to say about breweries that have to turn and burn beers basically um, because the Emily Byrne, Emily, that's it. Sorry, um, you know. She's got a master's in uh, yeast, and they, oh, won't yeah. let, they won't let her do her own product. That's crazy. But the um, the article I was reading was basically, if you're a brewery and you're not putting out a new beer every week, basically, 
the you know the beer nerds aren't going. That's why you know especially the Northeast breweries that started that with uh, Northeast IPA, which was everything was basically just a rehash of it's the same IPA with a slightly different hot bill that they could turn around and put a new name on it and people would come and stand in line for it. Um, it was one brewery and I think it was Colorado did 128 beers last year. They did two uh, over two beers, new beers every week. That's too much. And Yepa was saying this is crazy. And although, like, I don't know that he's the right guy to talk about brewing and releasing too many beers because he put out twenty different IPAs this year. Also, yeah, among uh, all, I mean, the quality he, he's running out of ideas. He, you know, he's coming up with new ideas, and I, I don't think they're good. That's what I have uh, one of my cool right now. Was that this sucks. is not the right way to be doing beer because you're just rehashing the same ideas over and over and over again. I don't know. I think. You know, Forehand's doing 48 different beers. Maybe that's bordering on too many. I, I don't know. Uh, one a week maybe is fine. Uh, they're they're closing in on that. They do they do a couple. Like, they do um, Madagascar, and they do their Milk Stout that just came out, yeah. and they do a couple different variants of it. Sure, so Milk Stout, there's like six different versions of that right there. Well, I, I don't know what went into the... We got the variants on, on draft. And I don't know if they did. We had the bananas Foster, the Mississippi mud pie, and chocolate covered cherry. So uh, the but Tahitian you're, you're, one's still out. You're um, taking the same base at the brewery. You're saying, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, that was in the mix pack of oh really um, milk stout this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot. I think if if you're doing um, like you said, the same base, and you could take Schlafly for example, when they do their hop trial beers, um, they're just mixing in a few different new things and seeing sure. how they work together. And they have the stout bout stuff coming out as yeah. well you know and it's kind of the same um style that they do four or five different variations on every year and most of them are pretty good i actually had a couple of them uh last week or the week before our schlafly rep came in and opened a couple and they had a raspberry coffee the one that was really good um and then uh dolce de leche i think yeah, was the other good. one good as well but does this make you guys want to support schlafly less or does that, that make you because they came out publicly and and, and did an uh, an apology? Does it the argument I was reading online? Whenever they put their apology letter out, there was, it was on Reddit on beer, and it had a lot of comments. And a lot of people were saying that they weren't going to buy a Schlafly anymore. But a couple of people came in and said, "Look, this was one rogue guy. They did the right thing. They yeah. got ahead of it before it was even in the news. Like you know, they fired him." ahead of time they didn't wait for it to come back on them and be like oh we didn't know they knew and they took care of the issue and i think the most of the people that work for schlafly don't have the same beliefs that james had forehands also accepted their apology today on their facebook page good it, it that does not make me want to drink schlafly less no the fact that they aren't putting out an inferior product anymore makes me want to drink schlafly less um the one person uh, that I saw in the comment that was the best comment of the thread on the Forehands page said that uh, if this is really kind of true, you should do a beer called the Hatchet, and I'll bury a bunch of them. Oh, somebody <laughs> said that on Reddit. said, oh, they should do a beer called Buried the Hatchet, and somebody actually is like, Exit 6 and um, uh, Heavy Riff, Heavy Riff Heavy have Riff, already yeah. done that beer. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, thanks for – somebody remembered that beer. We made it one time three yeah, years actually, ago. When, until you said that, I didn't remember it. Yeah. And it was it was a great beer. But obviously somebody in St. Louis remembered it because <laughs> they're like, nah, Exit 6 and already did that. So <laughs> that was cool. Uh, so there was one part of the uh, of that newsletter that 
I thought was actually kind of an interesting way to look at it. Uh, look at things when they they wrote a whole like the main ar- uh, article on that thing was that maybe breweries or beer bars, I should say, not necessarily breweries, beer bars should not be looking to cater to the beer nerd. That they should be looking to cater to the craft beer fan, just the average average sure. drinker, because the beer nerds are coming in. Be only because you've got that one super special release. They order that one. They sit there for an hour and dissect it and smell it. And then we'll talk about how terrible your bar was, but that the beer was great. Whereas the average beer fan will come in, spend the exact same amount of time, will drink four beers, talk about how awesome of a time they had, and move on. I thought it was interesting. I hadn't looked at it that way because everybody's always wanting to be the bar that gets all the rare stuff, that, that gets the beer nerds. And it's kind of like, huh, like, because there's a certain amount of truth to it. Before I was in the industry, I think when I was manning, man, managing a beer bar, I always wanted to have the cool shit. I still want to. But anymore, I don't care. Like, I would much rather have like the people that come in and drink core beers and have – multiples of them you're making more money off those people for sure. honestly um you know the guys that stand in line and buy all of your four packs for twenty dollars a piece and take a shitload of beer home you're making a lot of money off them too but they're not the ones that are keeping your business open day to day i mean if you're making your own beer and then selling it for 35 dollars to 750 and selling out in an hour and a half then you're doing it yeah. right yeah sure you have to do both that the the big thing is I, mean, I don't you, think you, it's that hard to do both you, now you, either. No, absolutely not. And you know, I'll give you a really good example. And there's a lot of places. I mean, Maine and Mill is a really good one that we we were just talking about before the show started. Uh, Six Mile Bridge does a lot of different styles. I mean, as as far as their cores go, they're they're diverse. But then they do these r- this really great imperial stout, and people are lining up to sell them, yeah, to buy them. Uh, you have to do both, and and because you have th- on the one hand, you get the beer nerd that goes and buys your your bottle that is your baby you've been waiting for it in barrels or whatever it is sure. and then they go online and they boast about it and say hey i got one but then you have to keep the pub busy that kind of stuff brings more attention to people uh and to your bar you know so the beer nerds do do a lot of good advertising for you if your beer is good yeah they will get the regular drinkers to come in and and, and try stuff because somebody online on their one of their friends saw Oh, this brewery is awesome! I went and stood in line for this beer, and then the, you know, the guy that just wants to go have a few pints, uh, was like, "Oh, well, I'll go try those guys now." So and so said that their beer was really good. I think you got to cater to both groups because they do a lot of positive, uh, probably more than negative that they do for your business. Sure, I've seen a very. I mean, this year has been pretty weird. I think in the, in in our industry because you've seen. You know, so many great beers being made. Some like Dino S'mores we got, and it was like, "Hey, how many Dino S'mores kegs do you want? You can have as many as you want." Like, I mean, that's that's something that we would beg for a bottle when we first started drinking craft beer. Beer was kind of a disappointment this year, though. You be quiet, okay? I still have to have my day. <laughs> uh, so, but you see that, and then all of a sudden, I think a lot of people are spending money. I, I've had a little flack over some of the higher price beers uh, that I've put on. So I mean, you gotta have you know you can have two beers that are thirteen dollars, twelve, thirteen dollars a snifter, but then you have to have your five dollar IPA all the time. If yeah. you're getting shit for uh, price, don't get any uh, fat orange cat. Oh, we were talking about. It. I, 
The, the beer is the good. good. I have the Raven. The, the beer is good, but oof, pricey. The three worst things in the history of the world all start with the letter H. Hitler, Holocaust, and hangovers. America took care of the first two, and the scientists at Morning Recovery have taken care of the third. Hangovers can be a thing of the past. It's not magic. It's science. They took taurine and milk thistle and enough vitamin B to cure a hangover and combined them to make a modern-day elixir to make hangovers a thing of the past. This has been tried and tested by the guys here at the Bruise Room, and if we didn't believe it, we wouldn't talk about it. Give it a shot next time you're going on a bender. and Wake up feeling new and refreshed the next morning. Remember, tomorrow starts tonight. Uh, we should talk about it. We, had, we opened this Rheingeist. We had that first. You Actually, really, like that it was a really good salad. Have five. I, it was a German style. It had that, the banana and that clovey character, which I really actually enjoyed. I thought it was really good. To be I don't like the style. So. Sure. Uh, this, uh, we opened up the Dreamboat next, Orange Dreamboat, from Missouri Beer Company. This is a recipe from Mike Stewart, who won a homebrew contest and this got to brew his beer. fucking awful. Jesus Christ, I can't. I don't know that I'll be able to finish this class. Mike's going to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just awful? kidding. No, I'm fucking with oh. Mike. No, not I'll at all. Say, I, I hate, one of my least favorite things is Dreamsicle. What? God, I, that's one yeah. of my favorite I love the flavor. And Me I'm, too. I think I'm an, it's, it's like cilantro. Yeah. <laughs> For, like, I just, I hate that fucking taste, but most people like that taste. Uh, Mike, you guys nailed the smell. The aroma on this beer is fantastic. Yeah, he brought this in. It's not been released yet. Uh, they're doing a release party on Friday. On Friday, at, yeah. Uh, beer sauce shop. So, is it vanilla extract? Is that what's giving that nose? This has vanilla beans on it. So, and uh, orange zest. Mm-hmm. How do you? Are, what color are those beans? And how are you keeping that color? The, the beans are brown. Yeah, and they're very small. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't need, need a whole I've, lot. I've of never beans. peeled a vanilla. There's when you cut Leaf. it open. There's not that much like stuff in there, yeah. <laughs> and it, it'll drop yeah. out. After yeah. Have you guys used it much? Yeah, I have at home. Yeah, do you just put them in the boil, and or do you like have to crush them up to get? Um, well, the, you like don't. The, you, yeah, you've really never seen one, have you? No, really not. Uh, it looks like a really skinny, really skinny. Like uh, a pea pod. Pea pod, yeah. yeah. So you don't crush them. They're very flexible. No, what I mean? The, so the you act- slice them down the middle. The actual bean, though. It, yeah. Like, like, like kind of like, you know, like you have mint and you smack it on your hand and yeah. it kind of mm-hmm. releases the oils. Do you have to Not crush like it to get the oil no, out of it? No, here's what you do. You you slice it down the middle and then like spread it open and then you take a knife and scrape the inside. Mm-hmm. And you get the inside's kind of mushy mm-hmm. and you get all that mush out. That's what you oh, have. Really? That's what you're after. Hmm. Uh, this is good though. It I like is, it. So it yeah, it's very good. Yeah. He brought us a bunch of beers. He brought us six beers actually, homebrew stuff. Um, we're gonna have another one later on. Uh, we're gonna do a couple over the next few weeks. But he's a guy who started homebrewing. You know, we he would come in here and bring stuff in. We're like, oh, okay, that's fine. And uh, oh, good. Mike's got another beer <laughs> for us. Now he's really done some solid stuff. Now I go, oh, good. Mike's got another beer for us. Uh, he's involved in every single homebrewing thing in our area, and. He just loves beer. Um, yeah. yeah, and loves yeah, the industry because he, he like he was working at J two for a while. RIP. Yeah. Uh, now he's helping out up at Beer Sauce. Uh, yeah, and you can tell that he's that the time he's dedicated is it's really improved his product because, like I said, he he brought in some. Sorry, buddy, but some real stinkers at first, and now everything he's brought into us has it's been 
not just salad, but good. You know, and this beer is no exception. Uh, I'm really impressed that I gotta give a shout out to to Mo Beer for yeah. taking a homebrew recipe with this it's kind of flavor scaling and it. scaling it up because it's it tastes just like the homebrew version that I had from Mike. It, it it's is. really good. I picked on, uh, on my third drink. It's really fantastic. It's you get a ton of like that vanilla creaminess, and then definitely the orange follows it up big. So yeah. You executed the, it well. The other beer we're going to have from him is his uh, wedding beer, White Wedding. I've uh, had this before, and it's it awesome. was Last year, it was fucking great. And I, I kept telling him every time I come in, I'm like, dude, because he, he, uh, his wedding gift for like everyone that came to the wedding, there was two bottles of like 750s on the tables for everyone to share, and that's what they did their toast with. Like, that's a really cool idea. I'm like, that beer was fantastic. We got to try it at uh, Criderfest uh, last year. And I guess he did another batch of it finally, and so we got we're gonna drink that tonight as well. Good, I like that beer. Yeah, um, but he he kind of hit. Uh, Mike oh. wants to give a, a shout out to Dave Dave Johnson, the owner of uh, Mo Beer. Yeah, uh, he's the guy that, that scaled it up. They've done a few releases with beer sauce. Um, those guys have worked together. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of times. They so. do one every month, I think. Oh, is that right? Close to I. I I, I just for, I asked for a keg every maybe it's every two months. We were up there a couple weeks ago getting some uh, Christmas gifts for my brother-in-law. He needed a new uh, barbecue light, like a hang on his grill or whatever, and it's kind of cool. Like, it was nice to be able to go in and get a beer while I was out Christmas shopping for yeah, shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ended up buying some stuff for myself. That shop is awesome. If you haven't been in there, go check them out. They're good dudes, and they have some good stuff on tap. Um, uh, Mike said this beer is going to be available in four packs. Nice. So yeah, no, nice. they don't do a whole lot of of multi pack beers. So you'll be able to get four packs on Friday. Mike, do you know? Uh, is there a specific time you guys are releasing this? Let me know in the chat when you can. Uh, so I had an article pulled up from Vine Pair, uh, which is kind of relating back to what we were just talking about with the beer nerds. Uh, the headline is: Note to craft beer fans: It's okay to drink the same beer twice. And I thought that was perfect for what we were talking about. And it's true. Like if you if you want to support a brewery, go buy their year round beers. Go to their bar and drink a couple pints of beer. Don't just take the four packs home and mule them and trade them for shit. <laughs> right. Um, I really like. I, I mean, that's more into. Oh, this was the article with Yepa actually. More into new than good. Like that is exactly what's happening in beer right now and yep it was saying uh, the his whole crux of his portion of this article was that it doesn't even matter what the beer is if you're one of those top 10 breweries right now that are doing those weekly releases the beers aren't that great and he's like he's saying he's drank those beers he's gone and done gone to the releases and it's just rehashing old shit and they're not they're not putting out better product. It's just putting out more product, and that's just bad for everybody, I think. And it gives, I think, it gives other breweries a hard time when someone comes in to where, like, us, and we're so small and we can't put four new beers out a month. Right. Um, like, oh, why did you have this beer on for three weeks? It's like, well, because we're small and we just don't have the capacity. It, it makes things a lot harder for the smaller breweries, I think, to, to try and keep up and live up to those expectations that uh, the the hardcore beer nerds have set. You'll see uh, the, in the way that me and uh, Jeff buy beer um, that 
you will we'll absolutely have from Odell we'll have Jolly Russian and we'll have Barrel Age Lugene we'll have Freak that's on right now at both places uh, but we we have IPA and Drumroll and Rupture um, and 90 Shilling to support the brewery because that's what keeps all those beers coming into us. Yeah, if nobody is buying those core brands, then they don't have the opportunity to make the fun stuff, you know? They're not a whole lot of money in the fun stuff. I mean, yeah, it sells out real fast, but they're also usually a lot more expensive to make. So, uh, Mike, just let us know if you guys are listening. Um, we release a show on Thursday, so today or tomorrow, um, they're releasing it Friday, the 14th, from 6 to 9 p.m. is the big release party up at Beer Sauce on Midiverse Mall Drive. So go up there, pick up a four-pack of the beer, say hi to Mike, shake his hand, tell him congratulations, and then stay there till about 9 o'clock and head on down to Lulu's. That's a great idea. That sounds like a great plan for my Friday. Uh, Skip that fucking release and come to come to Lulu's <laughs> early so I can so I can win this competition. I'll buy you a four pack. I'll order a case and we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> I'll hand them out there if you want. You got to come to early so I can beat the guys from uh, from Exit Six up. You want it? Won't happen. We're gonna dominate this. You shit. know you're not gonna go close to beating us, right? <laughs> you're in my city. I know. <laughs> this cot town, bitch. <laughs> don't ever say that again. Please don't ever say that I'm again. We get a T-shirt with that on it. I think hashtag Cot Town. Cot Town, bitch. <laughs> uh, Vine Pear also just put out their uh, yearly list of top fifty beers. Which, where's Ryan's Red? It's on number uh, fourteen. Sweet. Yeah, we did pretty good. I thought it was a little low, but that's okay. I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, we used to do like uh, Justin's bullshit beer list of the week back in the day when everyone was putting out lists. And that was it, a fun list. It, they don't really do that anymore as often, uh, but they the Vine Pair does a, uh, a yearly release, and I was actually really surprised with the top ten. Number one, Two-Hearted. Close. Yeah? Uh, a new product, actually. Not from Bell's, but from another equally big brewery. Sierra Nevada, hazy little thing. Really? Number one. It was a really good beer, to be honest with you. It was, but, man, that really surprises me at number one. Okay. Uh, two Roads, who were actually getting ready to have, is that, wait, this was Two Roads, right? Two Roads, yeah. Too Juicy, Too yeah. Fast, Too Furious. Uh, so Two Roads took number two spot. I think they just did that on purpose. I hope it's t- with Too Juicy, because we're about to uh, drink no, that. Um, Savion Blanc Goza. So sounds good. Well, that sounds <laughs> real good, yeah. Dry. Um... Crooked Stave, the Sour Rosé, was number four. They are fucking crushing it with that beer right now. I know. It's crazy. Have you had it? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm over the rosé stuff. My fucking wife loves rosé, so she was about, we had that beer somewhere, and she loved the shit out of it, but. When I was there over the week. Number four best beer. They were, I mean, Ryan's like, yeah, we just can't keep it in stock. They've got fermenters just dedicated to that. That's crazy. They are killing it. Um. Allagash had one in the top 10, and then a bunch of just small breweries I've never heard of before. So it was kind of cool to see different stuff. It wasn't the same list. Hey, here's Abraxas. Here is um, something from Side Project or, you know, Alchemist or Russian River or whatever. Like, there was a lot of smaller breweries that got some love on Can you share that to the page? Uh, Yeah, I'll post it after this show's over. Um, Perennial did have one. Uh, they made it to in the mid twenties somewhere. They had uh, Hopfen Tea. Who's Perennial? Uh, they were local people. Hopfen Tea was the one. Hopfen was a good one. Oh, oh yeah, Hopfen Tea. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great that was beer. actually really good. I don't good. know that I've had anything other bigger than that from Perennial. No, that was their biggest yeah. release. We that's had. what I thought. Yeah. 
Uh, you said you – know, I was scrolling the list, Kyle. I was looking. He called out Cloud Catchers on here at number 18. I'm going to take a I'm, little bit of uh, – uh, what's the word? Uh, umbrage. Umbrage with Odell on this one. The beer's fine. It tastes good. It is not a milkshake IPA. I'll agree with that, too. It pours clear yeah. as yeah. day. I don't taste any vanilla. I like it better than Hazel thing. All the did you? I don't, really? I don't know. If, I did. I liked it better flavor wise. I liked it better. But you're right. It misses the mark on appearance. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about kegs, but um, all the lactose, sugar, and all the alcohol sink to the they bottom. go to the bottom. You're right. I understand. If that. you get it to the very end of the keg <laughs> when you get the, when you get your beer, you'll notice that. Um, highlight was on here, which was like the only like old head really? beer on this list, really. Um, and that's sad. We say old head. And for really like four so. Years Highlight's ago. a great fucking beer. Oh no, I'm wrong about that because Devell. Uh, right behind it, Duval in the in the beer industry, uh, the single fermented. I love their cans, man. And uh, I had one at your place, Kyle, not that long ago. I'm like, "What's that black can?" And you're like, oh, "It's Duval." I'm like, "That's a really cool looking can. I'm gonna drink one of those. I haven't had it in a long time." Beer's great. If you like Belgian beer, it's just a really solid product. Um, Left hand nitro milk stout made it on the list, which Jeff will say is the best milk stout made in the country. Disagree. Um, best milk stout made in the world disagree you're wrong i don't like that paradise from uh uh, prairie made it on the list because i thought that beer was very lacking paradise which number 30 was was, saison that was 30 was fantastic yeah uh no paradise was their vanilla milk um coconut vanilla uh stout oh that's right no, we had I'm, it on tap. It was a miss for me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to disagree with you. I like that beer. I don't what? know. We I can have different tastes. No, it's no, weird. you're mm. you're just wrong. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'd put it 30th in the world or in the country, but uh, no, I liked that beer when it came out. 30 was Firestone Walker Lager. Oh, that was fantastic. Good for them. Fucking putting a Pilsner on there, man. That's yeah. I I, I kind of I read through the article first and w- w- looked through all the beers. To make sure it wasn't just stroking all the big boys' dicks. Right. No, there's a lot of solid this stuff. This is actually on. a halfway decent uh, list. Yeah, there's another pills right behind them. Um, they said they just had hundreds and hundreds of beers sent in. And the people at the office, they sat down and they just, just drank scored beer, them huh? out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, every day they picked <laughs> so many beers and they picked their favorites. And then they'd have, you know, they'd go back and narrow the list down and drink them again. And pick their favorites from there, and that's how they got their list. I'm like, right yeah, it's so rare to see. And Two Hearted made it on here, but it's 41. Um, Do you guys like Two Hearted as much as dude, everybody else likes Two Hearted? It's a great beer, but I will tell you, my, I don't get excited for IPAs in general anymore. Oh, dude, I'm I'm completely my, different. My that, last experience with Two Hearted was really disappointing. We were at a local bar. We went down to have a pint before something. And I'm like, they, I saw they had two hearted on top. You know what? I haven't had a two hearted in a I long remember. time. I, I know where, where this I happened. I really wanted two hearted, and I got the beer, and it was either a really old keg or the lines weren't cleaned properly or something. But I drank it. I'm like, man, this is re- awful. I handed it to Jeff. He's like, yeah, this is really bad. I'm like, hmm. he hands it to me. He's like, what is this? I'm like, <laughs> it tastes like a bad Schlafly pale ale. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, nah. Too hearted. Like the fuck it is. Right. Uh. It was disappointing. I was in Colorado my my trip two years ago, maybe three years ago. And during uh I was there for GABF, 
Well, the cool thing about Colorado, which is unlike Missouri, is that you can pull a temporary... Smoke weed legally. Yes, you can. The fun part, yeah. Uh, you can pull a temporary liquor license or a, a distributor license. Yeah. So they do that for GABF every year. Mm-hmm. So someone that that actually has um, a, a license there can, you know, let's say that Odell wanted to bring in Perennial and Four Hands and Schlafly, they could do that. So I went to a bar before we went to Red Rocks, and they they had Two Hearted on, and the person, every person that came in, kept asking for Two Hearted. I'm like. What the fuck is going? I asked the bartender. I was I was confused. They had forty taps. Incredible, incredible beer. Bell's isn't in Colorado. Exactly. Bell's is in Colorado. So they, I mean, everybody was killing it on this too hard. And I'm like, that's ah, all right. And I know it gets voted that well. And I know it's a great beer. Yeah. I I personally think it's a great beer. I don't think it's that great of a beer. Uh, by the way, we just opened this two roads too juicy, too fast, too furious, and the aroma on this beer is fucking amazing. <laughs> you taste it? Yet? Holy shit! I have. Ooh. And I need to try it again. It's really, really sweet. I think maybe we got a little bit of the dream sickle uh, left in there. It, maybe you did. Ton, I get a ton of pineapple. I don't get pineapple. pineapple. Yeah, like crazy. It's dry for me. I think it's got some oh, sweetness to it, oh, man. Oh, this, I, I get a ton of sweetness. I'm going to say you're wrong. This beer is fucking awesome. Uh, thanks, uh, Big T, for bringing this one in for us. It is very from. dry. It's super sweet, though. It's very dry and super sweet, though. It's he's not wrong. It's both. Like I get a ton of like. It's a lot of passion fruit or like uh, tropical fruit. Yeah, and then it dries out real hard at the end. Man, I'm just getting pine. Pine? Yeah, like straight fucking pine. I'm not getting juice on this at all. Oh, jeez, you're way off. You need a power. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cleanser. We can no longer have differing opinions. Yeah. Oh, okay. you, you told a, me that earlier. Need a saltine <laughs> or something. <laughs> It's 8.2% on this one as well. Uh, doesn't drink like it. No, that's surprising. I don't know, guys. This beer is great, and I am enjoying this. You got two thumbs just, up for me. I was just saying, you know, when you were saying you're not big in, you know, the IPAs aren't doing it for you. This beer is incredible. I would drink the shit out of that. Yeah. There's been very few IPAs this year uh, that I thought have wowed me. I would put this on a short list. Um, evil Twin. Uh, yeah, Colada and no, not that uh, one. That one that was, was very good. That was a good beer. Yeah. yeah, the one that we just had on tap like two weeks ago. Oh yeah, fuck that beer was awesome. What was it? Uh, it's probably the best beer I've had this year. I think um, it was a real simple name, like just behind me or um, <laughs> ale. <laughs> that was really good. Um, we just got it in last week because we started carrying the shoots again. Uh, the fresh hazy. Yeah, which I guess is a any mm-hmm. take on fresh squeezed. Yeah, we sold the crap out of it uh, last week. I have a keg in right now. Oh, we got I'm it in on Friday. It it's almost gone. Um, I'm excited for if you guys are really out, like that. If you're in our area, um, our new Deschutes rep is one of the nicest guys in the fucking industry. Yeah, and he sucks. And please, if you if you think about it, grab a pint no matter where you are. If you're at some bullshit chain that I'm sure that Deschutes get into, or you're at one of our bars, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, they probably had yeah. like four to shoot sandals. Yeah. Please, please, <laughs> please drink one. Danny Morrow is an incredible guy. God, this beer is fucking good, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I can't get over it. Maybe, maybe I just got the bad part of the can. <laughs> you all got the, the middle al- part of the can where the there's alcohol, n- no alcohol or hops in the middle part of the can. What, what's that called? Uh, when you told me this before, when you do uh, distill liquor, what's the beginning and the end that you, you got throw the hearts away? or the spades? The, the the heads, the hearts, the tails. Heads, the hearts, the tails. Yeah. 
I'm enjoying the fuck out of this. So Man, I'm just not getting it. Now. Need an awesome gift idea for a loved one, friend, or just something cool for yourself? Check out our friends at Barrel Age Bottle Openers. Handcrafted from reclaimed oak barrels, Barrel Age Bottle Openers are what every craft beer drinker in your life needs. With a magnet built in and a no-crease post, you can save those cool bottle caps for that sweet Pinterest project, or at least not lose it on the floor under the stove. Stop by facebook.com slash barrel-aged-bottles-openers to check out some examples. These bottle openers are custom made to order, so they make great gifts for birthdays, wedding parties, or anything in between. Once again, that's facebook.com slash barrel-aged-bottle-openers. Did you see that uh, Trillium came in, released like an official response after the whole kerfuffle with Didn't we talk employee? about that last week or two weeks ago? No. Yeah, this, because uh, the owner came out and he only talked about the uh, salaries. He didn't yeah, talk about anything else. This, he, he's released a new statement. Okay. Like, uh, uh, Trillium has put out a formal response. I guess that was just something he had put on social gotcha. media or All something. Right. Do they talk about the Brewer's Magic? Uh, they don't, again. But... It kind the article kind of makes me second guess some things. Really? So they came back and said we're raising the hourly rate of our retail employees. They're going to be between fifteen and eighteen dollars an hour based on tenure and knowledge. Um, current employees will move into a minimum between sixteen and seventeen fifty an hour based on tenure. Um, you know, before tips, tips will still be right, there right. also. But then they say, we're going to continue doing some things, which I didn't know that they were already doing. They already pay for health insurance, which is unheard of yeah, in the, in the beer industry, industry. For sure. They have 401k with matching. Uh, okay. They have uh, a health, dental, 401k with company match, and annual matching for charitable donations of their choice, and free beer. That was the last thing that they added. Um, Those are nice. It doesn't seem it. Maybe it Those was as bad are as better off than I am. Uh, yeah, um, it's just one of the you hear something like that, and obviously we didn't get the full story. Sure, from the employee that worked there, it didn't seem like it was that bad. The fact of the matter is, they did make people re-interview for their own jobs at lower pay whenever they moved across the street. Oh, yeah, that's heard, a fact, right? Yeah, yeah. so that's shitty. They fixed that. Okay, fine. I still want to know about the rest of it. Uh, regarding the quality of our beer, we hold our products to the same high standard. As a practice, we do not add spirits to our beer. We do not market beers as barrel-aged if they do not spend time in barrels. And the beer we will fill our growlers with is no different than our packaged beer. All of our beer is constantly monitored by our retail team, quality assurance lab, and production team. Okay. I missed that. little. That was like the one of the last little snippets on this article. So they're claiming that's wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who to <laughs> Who do you believe at this point? What do you expect them to say? I you... expect them to not even address it if <laughs> I don't know, man. I think they have to say that. I I'm not saying they're lying. I'm not saying the other guys lying, yeah. but they have to say it. They say anything else and they they ruin their business. The interesting thing about it is that after all this came out with Trillium, there was a bunch of articles that said breweries need to have PR teams because this kind of shit is going to keep happening because guys that run breweries generally probably don't have any experience running 
in marketing a business. And that's probably true. Most people that open breweries no open doubt. breweries because they're good at beer. Right. I don't know. I liked the the response. I thought it was good. I thought it kind of threw some shots back at what the guy had said about their practices of paying. And it made me not hate them quite as much. Uh, finding out that you know all the benefits that There's you provide to their employees. There's a benefits in there. I mean, benefits I didn't get at Reuters, and they're a multi-billion-dollar international yeah. corporation. So I mean, yeah, you're right. There's there's a certain part of that that's like, yeah, maybe they're not the devil. Again, my biggest thing is the other stuff, the the adding tequila and Brewers Magic. Yeah, that guy. I don't know. I don't think you make that up. It's such an oddly specific thing to exactly. make up. Yeah, I you get know, that. The because he gave like three different examples of what you're supposed to say. Yeah, I don't think if you're making up a story, you come up with three different ones. Yeah, I believe him. As for the pay, they've they've answered that. They fixed it. They've answered it. I've got no 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 beef with them anymore on that. So I don't know, and it's. When it comes down to it, it doesn't affect us because we can't get their beer here. So it's not yeah, like I can yeah, exactly. continue to not buy their beer anyway. Um, I'm going to continue to not buy their beer. <laughs> uh, they did the right thing, I think, by putting something out, even if it wasn't exactly what you wanted a response for. Sure. Um, and, yes, yeah, saying we, you know, we – monitor the beer and we make sure we give everyone the same product yeah that's maybe bullshit i kind of understand putting the bottom of your barrels on tap for to-go beer i then you can claim like oh it's a go beer i don't i think that's shitty if you want to put it in a slushy form it has to go okay, somewhere that i get would you rather have somebody with a bunch of trub in their glass at the bar or that already bought it and took it home and if it's at the bar you can go oh fuck dude you got a bad glass let me replace it you take it home then they're just going oh man i got i got fucked yeah no, there I, was a, I think that's shady uh, that's shady there was a post i think it was on kansas city beer enthusiasts or kansas city beer club on facebook today and uh, or maybe yesterday it was a can of contact high and they poured it and they took a picture and it's just full of floaties and everyone in the comments was like, oh, it's fine. It's just protein or, you know, stuff in you know, yeast and suspension still or whatever. I'm like, nobody stood up and said, no, that's not, what not that how beer that beer is supposed, supposed to, to be. No. Maybe give four hands a call and say, hey, here's the batch number on the can. Here's the picture. You can see there was some shit in the beer. And I guarantee that four hands or any brewery would want to know. So if there was something wrong with that batch or whatever, and I bet they would send the guy a some swag or something, you know, like at minimum they're sending them a shirt. You think everyone in the comments was like, Oh, it tastes the same. It's fine. It's like, yeah, but it looks crappy. And now every time you take a drink, you've got a bunch of shit floating around your mouth. Like that's not how the beer is supposed to be experienced. No, that's not how I want to drink but my beer. God forbid you say something negative about four hands online right now, because but I, they're but the I think fucking it, golden child of St. Louis. Hashtag me too. <laughs> when you have a, when any business owner and Jeff and I have both been, really, really honest with each other throughout the, the last seven years and said, listen, like, he's come in and had shit service and said, hey, listen, dude, your service was shit when I was in there last. And I've come in and said, listen, I don't think this beer is as good as it should be or this is what I think is wrong with it or whatever it is. People don't realize that you can do that in the right way. Don't go on Yelp like a fucking douchebag. You could be honest with somebody without being an asshole. 
We don't we don't <laughs> catch everything about our business. We don't I can't monitor every server I have or every beer that I put over or every food item. I try my best, but it's still gonna happen. So you gotta do that sometimes. But like one little can of contact high could be a lot of it could be a whole batch. And they need to know about it. Or it could be the trillium bottom of the barrel shit that you're exactly they just right. didn't catch and maybe it didn't crash out all the way and you know they racked it off too early or whatever but sure if i was a brewer i'd want to know i'd want to know that if i if i walked into a bar restaurant grocery store and i bought a can of contact high that i brewed and i poured it into a glass i want it to look like it's supposed to look i'm not going to use a, an excuse of oh it's still going to taste the same it's just it's part of having pride in in your product no i'm not going to drink it i'm going to be grossed out and upset by it but at the same time because i've had contact high 30 times in my life i'm not going to say well fuck four hands either no no the other 29 times that beer was fantastic i love that beer it's actually (laughs) me and wheelchair were talking about that the other night that i think that is my if if i had a go-to four hands beer if i was going to just go to the store and grab something from four hands contact is my go-to i love it and that's one of their kind of flagship beers i think and that's one of the when we're talking about buy and support the brands that they brew all year long, for me that's their that's their product. That Did I you really like the lime or the the orange or juiced? I, I like I the, like juiced a lot. I like juice. I, I like the lime a lot too. The lime I wasn't crazy about. And I, 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 the lime. I would not be my normal like drinking profile would not say that I would like that, but I really did. See, I love lime beers, so that would be right up my alley. But I don't think I had it. I don't remember it. Juiced was great. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Um, I would prefer the regular over the lime, but the, the lime's not bad. It's just not my favorite. Mm-hmm. There, people, I mean, really, like, I, I there's there's very few times that I go out that I have an experience to where I say, you know what, like, I feel to the point where I should put something out there, like, to tell my friends, hey, this place sucks or whatever it is. You're gonna, everybody's gonna go out there and get it. The big thing to do is make sure you confront somebody on a private level first and see how it goes. So. If you're in the restaurant, ask for the fucking manager and say, hey, listen, this wasn't up to par for That's me. what they're there for. Yeah. They want to make your visit happy and good. <laughs> like, yeah. as you Those fucking keyboard warriors pissed me off oh so my God. fucking much, They pissed man. everyone off. I fucking can't stand them. we got 20 minutes. Let's open up another Mike Stewart beer. Yeah, we're going to do Mike's. Um, probably finish with this one for right now. And pop that. I didn't bring a bottle opener with me. We'll save these two for... Uh, after dark. After dark. So this is kind of a very off topic, but I thought what, it would, what beer is this? Oh, this is White Wedding. Oh. So this is, and he it's a he, nice day for he was nice enough to bring us uh, details on all of the beers because sometimes when people drop stuff off and we have no idea what it is, it's because he listens to the show, hard pays to attention. So White Wedding 2018, it's a Grand Cru Imperial Whip Beer with orange zest, coriander, and chamomile, aged with Chardonnay oat cubes. It's 10.5%. It was funny, the first thing, and I know I had this before, maybe it was a taste, but I got a ton of Chardonnay. Really just white. I'm, I'm not a big white wine guy, but I get a lot of white wine. A ton of white apple. wine in this. I, I, I'm getting, like, green apple, mm-hmm. uh, but not in an off-flavor way, like, from right, from right. the wine. Pear. Oh my god. This the, does not taste like it did last time. The pear is crazy on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit darker, I think, than the first time we had it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anything Grand Crew, you said? Yeah. 
Was the last one 10% also? It yeah. was? But at least I, I know it was higher. I don't know if yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it was. I don't like this one as much as I like the last one. It's, uh, I don't know. It's got something on the uh, the back end. Uh, I get something on the front. Band-Aid-y. It's, it's uh, tart-ish. And it could be the green apple. It's a little boozy. Yeah. Uh, I think it maybe needs to rest for a little bit longer. I don't. I, I don't quite get the Band-Aid-y character you're saying, but it, it has got a little medicinal The more I drink it, the more the I get Band-Aid. I almost get like a, like a caramely taste to it. Yeah, the aroma, I love the aroma. Yeah, me too. It's just, it's oh, you said re- it smells like pear and apple juice. Grand Cru's are pretty hard to pull those characters through, if I remember. I, I haven't had a ton of Grand Cru's. Yeast is, different on the, yeast is different on this one. I couldn't get the forbidden fruit yeast, so it's half... Belgian wit yeast and half Hefeweizen yeast. Mm, Two of my least favorite styles. See, that's so maybe I don't that's why mind I'm not, it. I don't I'm think it's crazy about it. I, I can des- definitely taste a difference from the first batch. Yeah. And I think this one needs some time to age for a little bit. I love the fruit character on it, though, for sure. I definitely want to try this again. I do love the aroma, it's been but this. It's thin for 10.5%, I feel like. Mike, sorry, buddy. This beer's not for me, man. I think the. Think it's, uh, thin? it's a touch thin. Um, I Me think saying with, that I, should be proof to you is how much I like the other ones, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think with age, this is going to be really interesting to see. I think the, it's going to be... Re- the I, Chardonnay. I, I think it's going to turn into a oak, great... I think is nice on it. I agree. The oak is the... I think the oak presence is perfect because it's not overpowering, but if you if you look for it, it's like, oh, no, wait, yeah. there's actually a whole lot of oak there. I really like the oak on it. The nose is fucking awesome. Yeah. I enjoy this beer all around. I know you said you don't care for the flavor. You like the aroma. Yeah. Um, I, I think take some of these bottles and throw them in the cellar for two years and then come back to it. I would like to see that. Bring us both one and we'll we'll stash them away. We'll open <laughs> one up a year from now and one from two for years sure. from now. This is good. I, I like it. Nice. He said he's going to hold on to some bottles on his own. The nose is, man, it's fucking good, man. Uh, so what I was going to say, uh, I had something that was completely un- unrelated to what we were talking about. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. So Kellogg's came. Um, there was a big article in in the UK about Kellogg's and how they use their rejected cornflakes to make beer. So there's a brewery near their factory where they make cornflakes, mm-hmm. and I guess they go through. You know, the cornflakes go through a under a scanner, and the machine automatically picks out ones that are too small or too big. So they take all of those and they give them to this local brewery. And then they make a beer with them. And it's like 30% cornflakes, 70% wheat. It's called It's Great. And it's an IPA. Uh, I don't remember. It's actually, it has a great. name of some kind. I think it's called They're Great. They're Great. And they're touting, you know, Kellogg's Here's like, hey, they're, they're great. Is it really? Nice. We nailed yeah. that one. <laughs> we really did. We're, fucking, we're, we're good at this. It's in uh, Manchester. Throwaway IPA was the name of the beer that they do with the cornflakes. Hmm. I think it's cool, and everyone's like, oh, good on Kellogg's for not throwing their cornflakes out there a little too big. It's like, wouldn't it be better off if they, like, gave it to the homeless or something? They're too big? <laughs> too big or too small. Yeah, the pieces of cornflakes. If they're too big, why not just put them in a container and, like, shake it? Well, I don't know. I don't or work. just I don't put work your finger corn. on it and crush it in half. Well, because then you well, got a bunch of small pieces. Yeah, then they're too small. 
and like shaking their touch and doing the same thing. And Fast karate chop. Millions of pieces. Or you think you just <laughs> give it a really, me. really good shake, and you're going to cut them down to size. Well, that's not how their machines work, Jeff. Well, I think it would save a whole lot of money if they just you, put a little vibrator on there. If you had a uh, Six Sigma degree and walked in there and told them that, they'd I've, probably listen to you. I've got six of them. <laughs> yep. Six one Sigmas? Six Sigmas. <laughs> I think it's six, cool. Six and everyone's like, yeah, good on Kellogg's for taking their waste and doing something with it. But I think it could be possibly better spent by feeding the question people is, that How much real product is in those cornflakes? Are they Budweisering beer there <laughs> by by quickening the thing by byproducts that are probably made? Oh, fuck, that's flakes? a great question. I don't know what's actually in cornflakes. <laughs> if you look at the box, there's like 800 ingredients yeah, for I mean, a know. fucking cornflake. But still, like, give it to homeless people. <laughs> you really think homeless people are going are eating breakfast? They plus, would if they had anything, access yeah. to well, it. Plus, now you got to buy a milk. Hold on, throw a cow out. Hold there. on, I eat breakfast cereal all times of the day. I can't be the only one. I, I I think you're selling the homeless people short. You think just because they're homeless, they don't have standards? Who doesn't like a good bowl of cereal at night every once in a while? This guy. Yeah. Well, you're an idiot. I'm not. <laughs> cereal is delicious. I don't. I don't. It's fine, but I don't take cornflakes. I, I don't eat cereal. What is wrong with cornflakes? Frosted flakes. They're better. Cornflakes are good. They just turn into mush within 18 seconds. How big of a bowl are you pouring that you can't get through a in a, a bowl in 18 seconds? Are you yeah. Ice Cube in Friday? I tried watching that the other day. I've never seen the movie. It's on Netflix right now. Yeah. yeah. I fell asleep like 30 minutes in. It's such a good movie. Yeah. I will tell you a story about it's a, aged giant, well. a giant bowl. I, 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 wanted to, I asked, almost asked Kelly to watch it the other day, and she's never seen it either. I was at work at a previous job and got really high after work and then went home. And Lynn was out with some friends that night, so I had the like the house to myself. <laughs> I I got a giant mixing bowl and filled it up with whatever cereal we had, and uh, fucking poured the milk on there and had this giant mixing bowl of cereal. And uh, I a big they did this and forgetting Sarah Marshall too. Oh, I did this before yeah. that movie came out. Not sure, but I had the big spoon, and Lynn came home. And I had finished all the cereal, but I still had the giant bowl and the big spoon on the floor next to the couch where I passed out. And Lynn came home. She's like, "Are you fucked up?" I'm like, "Nah. What are you What are you talking about?" She's like, "The giant mixing bowl and the fucking mixing spoon that you parent or ladle. I had a soup ladle or something. Yes. <laughs> May, might say otherwise. I'm like, nah, I'm cool." <laughs> Apparently, I just rolled over and went back to sleep. <laughs> she won't. She says she went to bed and then, you know, talked to me about it the next morning. Like, no, nah, I was fine. I promise. <laughs> I wasn't fine. I ate a whole box of cereal in one sitting. <laughs> it, I bet it wasn't cornflakes, though, was it? It might have. I I like cornflakes. You guys so have it a favorite been. cereal? Cocoa Krispies. That's mine. Um, Cocoa Krispies or Cocoa Crisp? The ones that look like cookies? Cocoa Crisp. That's what I like. No. The Rice Krispies that are chocolate. I like those, too. Yeah. I also like uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I like that as well. Those two would be my, my favorite. Lynn keeps buying cinnamon-flavored cereal at the house, and it's fine. I don't mind it, but not my favorite. No. I, I am such a cereal snob. I cannot eat. I don't like generic cereal. Get the fuck I out never like generic cereal, and I don't you know. Why. It's the same company, and they just repackage it. I know, it. I know. I was, I was always 
that guy that you know. Oh, I, look at I, him! He got I, real Cheerios in his house when he was. A I kid. live. I live my life on the. I had wheat O's. <laughs> my mom rented daycare with twenty one kids in the morning. There's no way we had real cereal. Bullshit. <laughs> it was all fake. The, the bag, the giant bag, double bag full of cereal. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, you go to Save a Lot, and it's like five bucks for eighteen pounds of cereal. <laughs> Use it for a pillow. The, the it does look like one of those military knapsacks. <laughs> yeah. you know, the cereal bags are bigger than dog food bags <laughs> and heavier. I uh, love cereal, though, man. I eat cereal all fucking day. We don't bring milk in our house because it always goes bad. Yeah, me too. We go through spurts where we won't have milk in the house for weeks, and then Lynn and I will both have cravings. And we're like, John, if you like drinking milk this week, and he'll... He'll be like, yeah, so we'll buy a gallon and we'll go through it in two days. Yeah. When you guys came over on Saturday, I was making room in the fridge, and I'm like, Lauren, why do we have two quarts of milk in here? Which one do you want to keep? And one of them was good till 12.18, and the other one was good till 12.2. So I gave her the 12.2 one. I said, why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and take care of that? She goes, ooh, yeah, that probably shouldn't be in here. She poured into the sink. She goes, oh, God, it's junky. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's that's how milk happens at our house. It's, you got a kid, a little kid in your house too. I don't understand how you don't go through that much milk. I don't know. We're just not not really milk people. Tammy was a big milk person. Yeah, and because of her, I got into milk, but only for certain meals. Tammy would fucking drink milk with everything, whatever she was eating. She wanted a glass of milk. It's fucking bizarre. But uh, now, at least for a while, I've pretty much broken this habit. But uh, chili. I really like oh, milk. That, I was just going to ask the that glass, question. Yeah. Anything spicy that has some heat in it and thick and like. The other one's Taco Bell. Oh, That's it. fucking weird. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That's but awesome. I love a fucking double decker Taco Supreme and a glass of milk. <laughs> it's so bizarre. I know that. But. You know what? So I've had two stories about uh, about chili this week that one was uh, from my bartender, Whitney, and she has a boyfriend that she moved in with a few months ago. And he they made chili for the first time and he ate it with a fork. And she was like, what the fuck is Did wrong with you? Did she move out? She asked him if he was a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to move out yeah. right now. If there wasn't noodles under the chili, then he's done yeah. it wrong. But the other thing is that... Kel- if there were noodles, I, I'd forgive that. Yeah. You can use a fork then. Yeah, because how but, are you supposed to spoon noodles? But if you put noodles in chili, fuck you. Kelly fuck told me that the way that she grew up eating chili is that they would make grilled cheese sandwiches, and they put it in a bowl, and then they pour the chili on top. That's I had it. It's unbelievable. That no, that doesn't sound bad actually. Dude, you put a grilled cheese at the bottom it's of your peanut butter bowl? sandwich with the with chili. No, that's put the it, right you, answer. If you pour the chili over the top of it, you can't pour chili over the top that of peanut butter and jelly. Pretty fucking good. It's over great, a right? grilled yeah. cheese. <laughs> over a grilled cheese. Well, then the whole the whole point of like toasting the sandwich, like you've lost all of that because it's not it's crispy like, anymore. It's, it's just like true. crackers. It's just bread mush oh, with no. some no, it's melted delicious. cheese in it. I would eat a grilled cheese on the side. And dip it. You gotta dip it in. Dip, I dip everything. I dip though. everything. Yeah, we are. We're all dippers. When I was a kid, my my way of eating chili is I would fix myself a half a bowl of chili and grab a sleeve of saltines. Yeah, I wouldn't even get a spoon. No, I wouldn't either. Dude, I would scoop it no with reason. the saltines. Chili. We'd have the uh, oyster crackers, and I'd take them and then I'd squeeze them in my hand, crumble them up, and you mix them in the chili, thickens that, it up a little yeah. bit. That was the other thing yeah. that I did. Is once I got tired of scooping with the crackers, I would just crumble as many as I could, yeah. then stir it up with a spoon so much that the spoon would stand straight up and We're down the exact anymore. same way, Jeff. Just paste. I will say, as I love steak and shake chili. Yeah. And I always get, you get a cup of chili, 
with two two bags of the oyster crackers. You mix that in. You add some of the pepper sauce. It's a fucking good cup of chili. I uh, once I I moved out of my folks' house and learned the joy of weed. Um, I would get very, very high and see how much of a bowl of chili I could eat with one single saltine cracker. Because we, <laughs> we very rarely had enough saltines, so I would, I would, I would get like a big jar of chili, heat it up. I'd be like, "Fuck, I got like four saltines." You don't know stoned until you eat four gallons of chili with three saltine crackers. <laughs> Dude, this is awesome. I love this conversation because I'm the exact same way. <laughs> oh, what time are we at right, here? So we uh, at the Shamrocks. We have about five minutes left. So we do a lot of homemade soups at Shamrocks, and we have the worst soup crackers ever. They're the buttery small ones. They have a famous name. I don't know what the fuck Club. they are. Ritz. Yeah. Get called Club. They're Club crackers. I like Club, club crackers. I, I, don't, do I don't like it in soup, though. Because the they don't, they don't. Hey, Mike Stewart just uh, wanted to shout out your Southern biscuit thing that you have at your place. Said it was awesome. Oh, it's ridiculous. I I, I never loved collard greens so much in the last year. Oh my god, I love them. So uh, all the soups we make, we make them from scratch, and they've really we've kind of been starting to be known at lunch, especially for for our homemade soups. But we have shit crackers, so I bring my own saltine crackers in because everybody. Votes so you make your me. customers eat the shit crackers? No, <laughs> no. Because my kitchen manager, my assistant kitchen manager, my wife both say that these are great soup crackers, and I think they're the fucking worst. <laughs> I want a rake. I, I like oysters. I'll eat oysters too yeah. if I can crumble them, but I want just a regular saltine square, and I don't want the buttered rectangle. It's not good for me. I like both. I really I do, do enjoy both. It doesn't matter. I just like crackers. Yeah, crackers yeah. are good. We, uh, <laughs> instead of chips at our house, a lot of times, like usually we'll go grocery shopping, and uh, we'll either get like. A bag of chips or popcorn for the week for to take something to school with her for lunch. But every once in a while, it's just get crackers instead of chips yeah. to snack on while you're on the couch. Uh, last few minutes. Another uh, fun game, with the whole stoner game. At Sam's, you can buy that. Uh, it looks like a butter tub, but it's full of chicken salad. <laughs> that and, a, and oh, Ritz crackers. Kelly loves that, oh, too. Fuck. Well, chicken yeah. salad is disgusting. Well, so. you're wrong there. You not. couldn't be more wrong. Go back. To, yeah, okay, fine. Save all the chicken salad for me. You go eat mushy fucking cornflakes, you savage. I, okay. I, I have a very fast, <laughs> fast story that uh, one of my employees said, hey, can I borrow your Sam's card? Um, I have to go buy a Papa Shot that they have on sale for my nephew. A what? Papa Shot. Like Basket. the basketball oh, okay. thing? Okay. Yeah. So I said, sure. I thought said, we were still talking about food. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is a pop shot? So we're, we're someone mentioned Sam, so or Jeff did. So, <laughs> so my buddy, this someone, yeah, it's me. So I said, she goes, am I gonna get in any trouble? She goes, I said, no, it's a Shamrock's impl- or like corporate card. Just say that you're my wife and you had to use my card. And she thinks the people at Sam's are gonna give two flying fucks who's well, using. The so card. sometimes so they do, he, man. Here's Costco the here's hardcore. the story. So uh, Clay. Uh, my bartender and really good friend and his brother and his dad, they went to Costco with his mom's um, Costco card. It said Kathy on it. Obviously, neither the three of those were Kathy, but they bought a couch and they lifted the couch all the way to the checkout line, <laughs> carried it, and they said, uh, we can't sell you this couch because your name's not on the card. They're like, listen, all three of our last names are... This, their last name. Do you think we're gonna? Wh- what do you think we're gonna do? I mean, someone's paid the membership in our family. 
They're really so, trying to get one over on Sam, so that's what's happening. We'll teach you. Yeah. <laughs> so they wouldn't sell it to him, so they just left it right there at the checkout. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I would have done. Yeah. I fucking was dying. Dude, at, at Costco, when you pay with your card, they might match your card name up with your card name on, or your credit card name with your name on your Costco I think, card. I think Costco took credit cards. They do now. Oh, really? Yeah. So they didn't used to. Uh, the same way. It, it used to be, well, debit card. You know what I'm saying? But uh, now they do take credit cards also. Okay, really? Well, I mean, right. yeah, even there, you're, like, we'd go use our debit card. They would look at the debit card and match it with the picture. Like, it's So if you use, like, Lynn's card, just gave the cashier Lynn's card, but gave them your card to pay, they'd be like, nah. Probably. But you've never had that happen. You don't no. know for sure. Well, because Lynn's, okay. Lynn's picture's on the Costco card because I don't go to Costco. Yeah. That is, like, my... Hell. My hell. Yes. Uh, I hate it. I hate being there, except for when I can have a hot dog at the end of it. <laughs> if I know I can go, come on, Justin. I'll you get a, a you get dog. a hot dog and a drink for like a dollar seventy there, and it's a good, it's a really good like big ass beef hot dog. And she has to bribe me with a hot dog, pretty much. Man, my mom used to the do that for Home like Depot a candy bar, you know. I <laughs> when I did con- when I did construction, <laughs> I wouldn't, I didn't ever want to go buy like supplies like that. I was the running bitch. Yeah, and. But they're like, hey, you know, you're going to get a hot dog at Home Depot. And I'm like, all right, I'll yeah. go. They had great hot dogs. You know that guy who owns a restaurant now? Brick Dude. and mortar. The guy that does the hot dogs at Home Depot? Really? Yeah, it's Dirty Dogs up there by B Hall. That's his place? No shit. Same, 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 pe- same dude. They yeah. own a, he's owned a hot huh. dog place in the city. Oh, really? Because uh, if you check out, yeah. I looked at, I'm like, what's Purple Dog? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was his other place down in the city somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he opened up brick and mortar store. Yo, you've been there. You're yeah, Dirty Dogs me. is awesome. Yeah, it's man. really good. I've not had Dirty Dogs Dude, yet. I know where it is though. They it's really good. Fucking the bacon wrapped hot dog with peanut butter, unbelievable. Really? Oh Disgusting. my god. D- disgustingly good. It's yeah, so no, good, man. It's so it's good. I told so him good. about it. He's like, that sounds terrible. Like you have to go have one. I never eat hot dogs during the winter. I always eat them during golf season because that's what the only thing the golf course had. No, I had I, this discussion I, I, with somebody I, I on really Friday night. Get that dog. They said they don't eat hot dogs. Because they're they're full of gross stuff. I'm like, yeah, probably. Who cares? No, like so is everything get, else. You get the all beef hot dog. It's solid. It, you know, yeah. like once you get the mixed meat hot dog, that it's like a dollar for twenty of them at, right. at Aldi's. Yeah, maybe that's got the beef lips in it. Yeah, you grill it. Who cares? Do you have any idea matter. how many products that you eat have that shit? Exactly. Like any fast food, like chicken McNuggets. Like, come Dude, on. If it like, tastes good, who the fuck beef? cares? Yep. I completely agree. Same thing with beer. If it tastes good, who cares what's in it? Yeah. Bull testicles, fine. We've had it before. It's fine. All right, guys, come see Justin and I at Lulu's from 9 to 10.30 on Friday. Fucking assholes. No. <laughs> bring yeah. a toy, please. And Bring uh, a toy is the most important thing, and let's make yeah. sure that we rate, don't fucking... Two, two. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, bring a toy is the most important thing. You guys didn't know I knew sign language. So I'm twitch it. Uh, yeah, so come on Friday. Either way, if you come for Shamrocks or you come for Exit Six, it's all gonna go to the. Just come for us somehow, and, and, and come and get and come get drunk and and bring a toy, a lot of toys actually. Are we gonna put a bet? Uh, we can. I'm not shaving my eyebrows. I know that. <laughs> Uh, the one thing they did ask, I forgot to mention earlier, is that uh, if you could, if you go buy a present on the way there, uh, bring the receipt. It's just easier for them to look up the value yeah. if they have it there. Otherwise, they'll look it up. But if you have the receipt, great. If not, no biggie. 
But uh, it'll be fun. We're we'll, we'll, we're gonna do some shots and drink some beers and uh, raise some money for uh, children's uh, hospital and toys for tots. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Nope. That's it. Listen right, after dark. We'll see you later. <laughs>